Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. Today, we're, it's October 14, 2016. I'm Charlie Wright. We're very pleased you've joined us. And we're talking with Lawrence Calcano, CEO of iCapital Network. Lawrence talks to us from their headquarters, New York City. Lawrence, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thanks for having me, Charlie. So, Lawrence, iCapital Network, you guys provide qualified purchasers or investors and their advisors with access to private equity and hedge fund investments. You also give analysis and research of those funds to help those investors, and you allow them to get into these, those funds for a much, much lower minimum minimum investments than they would have to come up with if they went directly to those private equity and hedge fund investments. So that's what you guys do. Give us a brief. So let's start with your professional background. Briefly describe it for us, will you? Sure, sure. I uh, I spent you know the bulk of my career at Goldman Sachs. I ran our technology investment banking group, so we covered all of the you know the technology companies and had you know this exciting opportunities to work with firms like eBay and Yahoo over the years. And uh, we worked on IPOs, uh, M&A, and investments. Uh, the firm had a very active investment uh, business, and so we were sourcing deals for uh, for the firm's uh, own book. And so that was a you know, very exciting time, sort of doing that through the bubble. As you can imagine, you know, in the mid-'90s, all the excitement that we're actually seeing again now, but it was very exciting back then. And I did that for 17 years, and and have been um, you know here at iCapital, really helping a great group of people build uh, this company. Actually, as you described earlier, so uh, very germane in a sense that you know at Goldman, you know I got a chance to kind of watch some of the best entrepreneurs build companies uh, in the tech space, and and now we get a a really fun opportunity to to help build a company that's sort of marrying, if you will, financial services with technology. Yeah, so so Lawrence, tell us tell us what iCapital Network does for whom? Sure. So we're really trying to provide a bridge for two folks, for two groups of people that really want to be together. And that's on the one end, you know, the investment, the investors, high net worth investors, and their advisors that are looking to connect to, on the other hand, the highest quality general partners of both private equity funds as well as hedge funds. And so we provide that bridge to connect those two groups of people and really knock down a lot of the obstacles that historically have prevented um, these groups. Uh, from connecting, you know, this private equity and and hedge funds and really alternatives generally have really been the the purview and the the, the investment class that has catered mostly to institutional investors, you know, the largest pension funds and endowments and foundations and so forth. And, you know, high net worth investors really haven't had a chance historically to to invest in these assets. And so uh, what you guys do is you make them available, you make these investment uh, managers available to regular investors, and then you also, I understand, do research and analysis into those investment companies, correct? 
Yeah, you know, if you if you actually look back at some of the big obstacles, um, the, and those include, you know, in, in many cases the minimums. I mean, as an institutionally targeted asset class, some of the minimums for these funds are ten, twenty million dollars, which which really puts the asset class out of reach for a lot of folks. And in addition, beyond the minimum, it's just knowing which funds are in the market, having having access to, to actually make the investment, having the information to properly evaluate uh, the investments, and to, uh, you know, again, to, to be able to figure out how these how this asset class generally fits into your overall portfolio. And so we provide really all of that. It's, a, it's very much an end-to-end solution where we do everything from really educate the high net worth investor to about the asset class to providing, you know, deep and detailed institutional style or quality research on given funds. And then we create the vehicles, uh, access funds, which allows them to not invest at the fund's direct minimum of 10 or 20, but at, as low as $100,000. And then we aggregate all of that, and and we'll become one uh, limited partner to the underlying investment manager. And by doing that, again, we allow people to have the chance to build a diversified portfolio in in private equity or hedge. And so that's that's very exciting because if if you have to put you know all of your assets in one fund, it's a it's a risky investment strategy. And so if you're a, a person with ten million dollars and maybe you'd like to have five hundred thousand or a million exposed to alternatives. If you can invest in $100,000 chunks, then you're in a position to actually build out some diversity in your portfolio, which is obviously you know, a more appropriate way to invest. So right now, Lawrence, you offer about how many private equity uh, uh, fund managers and about how many uh, hedge fund managers? So to date, we've closed over 50 different funds, uh, different investments for folks, and the aggregate of all that's about $2.1 billion of really AUM, I guess, is, is the way to think about it. And every, you know, at any given time, we'll have, you know, 10 to, you know, 10 to 25 funds up on the platform. And what we're trying to do is really curate products. So we, we don't want to be a supermarket. You'll never come to our site and see live offerings for, you know, for 30, 40 funds. Um, there may be a lot of data on funds in general, but you'll, you'll see a, a more curated list of private equity funds and hedge funds. And what we're trying to do is provide the opportunity for somebody to build sort of a multi-strategy portfolio uh, with some of the funds that, that we think are, are, are leaders in their respective industries. So you do perform vetting on each of these funds? We do a lot of diligence. And if you think about a big part of the market that we serve are registered investment advisors. And a lot of these registered investment advisors, you know, they're outstanding, you know, client managers. They're outstanding with respect to more traditional investment products, stocks, and bonds. But in some cases have had less access or less experience with alternatives. And we know that, you know, the, the, the best of these managers, wealth managers, want to only recommend products where they feel very comfortable with the diligence. And so we believe that it's an integral part of our offering to provide, again, institutional quality diligence to uh, the registered investment advisors and their clients. So it's a fundamental part of what we provide. 
And so what, what do you do? do? Do these investment managers, okay, the private equity and the hedge fund managers, do they contact you and ask if they can be used? Do you figure out who you like and you go after them and then you do, do, do the uh, due diligence? What, what's the process here? It's, you know, it's funny when earlier on we've been, we founded the company in 2013 and the company has been working very hard the first couple of years really just going out and educating the high net worth community on, on the private equity asset class, the hedge fund asset class, um, and then starting to talk about, you know, in, individual funds. Um, and in the early days, um, we put together a consortium of some of the leading private placement agents, the firms that are in the business of raising capital for private equity and hedge funds. And we put a group of them together both to give us a lot of data and information on on the funds coming to market, you know, now the funds coming to market next year, and and information on kind of relatively who's who are the who are the better funds. And so in, in the early days, we were out, you know, visiting funds. We still visit a lot of funds and out, you know, talking about trying to, you know, get certain funds to come up on the platform, the funds, again, we think are the best. But now it's been a, it's been a little bit of a two-way street. It's, it's actually very exciting. We have a number of funds that are now approaching us to see if, if their funds would be appropriate to put up on our platform. So now we have a really exciting two-way street, frankly, both on the fund side as well as even on the RIA side. You know, we have a distribution team that's out actively, you know, in the marketplace, calling on, on RIAs, calling on independent broker-dealers, you know, wealth managers, et cetera. And what we're finding, family offices, and what we're finding now is we're actually starting to get inbounds for people who are interested in the asset class calling us to talk about our platform. So, Lawrence, when someone invests, let's say they invest uh, $250,000 with a private equity firm, are they investing directly with that firm, or is there a pool of your investors that they're investing in so that that fund they're investing in actually uh, is partially directed by you? It's the latter, and so, and that's part of I mentioned earlier the the being able to overcome the minimums, and so we create a vehicle, and we refer to it as an access vehicle, and in that access vehicle, we'll pool all of the high net worth interest for qualified investors together, and so from the investor standpoint, they can invest at a hundred thousand, two fifty, five hundred million, whatever is an appropriate amount for their portfolio, and then we'll aggregate all of that and then we'll hand the GP in effect one check and we will become one LP in their fund. And so it's a win for the investor and it's also a big win for the GPs because many of these GPs are not set up to take these small tickets, right? They've raised money historically from institutions, and their investors are typically, you know, fifty million, hundred million, et cetera. And so their their whole infrastructure has been built to accommodate those type of investors. And so that's why when I refer to building a bridge between these two investors, we're able to provide the need. We'll pro- provide services that are exactly what you know the GP or the investor needs. And so when someone invests, did you have, are these like open-end mutual funds where anybody can invest at any time, or are they like closed-end mutual funds where you, it's a particular fund and it has, you know, it's going to close on December 31st, so you got to get in, and then after that you open a different fund? 
So typically, private equity funds are closed-end funds. So what what will happen is a private equity fund may may spend you know six months if if it's if it's uh, a fast raise to as much as eighteen months raising capital, and then they'll they'll invest the capital. Typically, the investment periods are five years, and the fund life is ten. And so they'll invest the money over the five-year period, and then they'll begin raising capital maybe in year four when they get close to the end. But once the fund closes, then that is a closed-end fund, and, and, and you can't be, be a primary investor in that fund at that point. Maybe later in the life you can buy secondary uh, interest in that fund, but the primary fundraising closes in 12 to 18 months. Hedge funds, by contrast, are open-ended for the most part. And so, you know, you'll be able to, maybe they take uh, new subscriptions every quarter, every six months, every year. Sometimes they close. In the case of funds that, you know, maybe, you know, they've decided that, that they don't need new capital, they don't have the investment opportunities to deploy new capital, so maybe they'll shut for some period of time. But typically, hedge funds are open, whereas private equity funds you know, are closed and then reopen with a new vehicle four to five years down the road. You know, hedge funds have been hammered lately, as anybody who reads the Wall Street Journal knows, uh, much because of their fee structure. And uh, the institutions are just saying we're no longer going to be paying this 2 and 20 uh, or even sometimes worse, and we want it to be much, much lower. And they are significantly diluting the portion of their investments that are in hedge funds. Uh, are the hedge funds that you work with, are they the typical 2 and 20 fee structure? Every hedge fund has a slightly different structure, just like private equity funds have different fee structures, and a lot of it has to do with the style of their investing. And so, like in a in a credit fund, for example, perhaps the the fee structure might be you know one, the one and a quarter, one and a half, maybe, whereas maybe a venture capital strategy might be two and twenty. And so, the fee structure ought to match the underlying strategy. You know, with respect to hedge funds. I would say again, you know, the absolute largest funds tend to be lower than that two and twenty. Maybe it's one and a half and twenty. Maybe it's one and twenty. And then the other point to, to worth making here is that you know a lot of those hedge funds have different share classes, right? And those share classes they have different liquidity provisions. Maybe certain share classes have quarterly redemptions. Other share classes might have annual redemptions, and the fee structure will vary based on the redemptions. And so, um, general rule of thumb: one and a half to two and twenty. But there's you know there's a lot of, of variation in that. And again, that's why we think it's really important that we spend a ton of time educating people on these asset classes because there is complexity, and and we think. Look, we're big believers, obviously, in in these asset classes as being uh, potentially very important, uh, in you know, parts of investor portfolios. But only if they understand, and only if we can provide the information necessary for people to make educated decisions. Right, Lawrence. We need to take a short break. Uh, we'll be uh, coming right back again. We're talking with Lawrence Calcano, CEO of iCapital Network out of New York City. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio and octalkradio.net. And we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. 
So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guests. Thank you, Paul, very much. Again, we're talking with Lawrence Calcano, CEO of iCapital Network out of New York City. And so why do you call this Lawrence Network? We've gone out and we've built a network of clients, um, both on the, uh, the high net worth investor side, as well as the uh, the, the GP and you know, the manager of the money side. And so we have um, a lot of, as I mentioned earlier, connectivity and bridging and education. And so we think it's a, a think of it as a, a, a virtuous network where, you know, we're bringing together this large group of folks and, and, and hopefully over time it just continues to grow larger and larger. So the hedge funds that you have, um, a private equity, we, we basically understand uh, the, the strategy for for private equity, okay? But for hedge funds, I mean, they can be into uh, real estate. They can be in the long short. Most of them are in the long short. They can be in event-driven, merger arbitrage. They can be in currencies. They can be in all kinds of things. Do you try to offer uh, various strategies uh, for people in these hedge funds, or are you looking for other things you're looking at? So we provide uh, the opportunity for people to build a diversified portfolio of, of hedge funds. And so we'll have long short managers, macro managers, as you were kind of articulating all the different investment styles. We, we want to have choice of style and then choice within style. So there might be, you know, five or six different styles, and we might provide, you know, three uh, different alternatives in each style so people can, again, build multi multi-strategy portfolio with choice of managers. And by the way, I, I just make the observation, the same is true with private equity. A lot of people sort of think of private equity as sort of one asset class. The reality is, you know, private equity is many different investment strategies. You know, buyout being the, the type people think about most often. But buyout, by the way, can be the you know, big buyouts. It could be mid-market buyouts, small market buyouts, venture capital real estate, credit, direct lending, distressed. Um, there are lots of different strategies uh, within the sort of what's generally thought of as private equity, just like there are in hedge funds. And how do you guys get compensated? So we we have a model that's completely um, uh, driven by the amount of AUM we, we've, we've raised. We believe that the critical thing to our investor base is that they see us as conflict-free, and so whereas a lot of people will take compensation from a manager on the one hand and then compensation from the investor on the other, we, we focus on just one side. We don't, we don't get paid by managers and then seek, invest, and seek dollars from the, uh, the underlying investors. We'll create a vehicle. We'll get paid to manage that vehicle, and that will represent the totality of our compensation. In cases where a manager is willing to provide uh, what's often referred to as a retrocession or, in effect, compensation, we'll pass that savings through to the investor so that we can be very transparent and conflict-free in our economic formula. Okay. And uh, do you guys work only with advisors? Do you have some 
uh, direct clients who are uh, uh, investors, uh, qualified purchaser investors, and you work with some institutions. Sure. Our, our investor base is actually pretty varied. We have, obviously, a very significant number of advisors. Uh, we have uh, a significant number of, of, of broker-dealers, independent broker-dealers, wealth management shops, private banks, uh, as well as uh, a number of direct investors that, you know, are interested in private equity and then, you know, through an online search in, in most cases, you know, come to iCapital and, and, and start looking, you know, once they've been qualified and once they've been onboarded uh, and go through a cooling off period, then they'll have an opportunity to look at funds on the platform. You know, Lawrence, uh, the, the people often say that this has been the most uh, hated uh, bull market in history. And uh, every day you read uh, on Yahoo, Wall Street Journal, wherever you're reading, of another manager who is saying we are headed for a big fall here. And uh, let's face it, uh, valuations are high. We have uh, had a seven-year bull run. And uh, people are just generally not positive because of the Fed and, and other issues here. So people, as we all know, are looking at these various alternative strategies and ways to generate alpha here in a market that's expected to be very tepid at best. So I would think that people would be, investors would be flocking to your strategies. Uh, has that been the case? Yeah, but I think, I think the market sort of interest in private equity, particularly on the high net worth side, is really high right now. And and I think part of what's driving that, frankly, is just the, the challenges of generating return either out of traditional asset classes or in particular out of fixed income. And so we've seen that, you know, a number of folks, for example, on the fixed income side of their portfolio, they're they're just not able to generate you know, next to, you know, even barely positive returns. And so looking at different, I mentioned earlier, the different styles of private equity investing. So credit, for example, you know, mid-market direct lending, given the banks have pulled out of that market, you know, a lot of folks are interested in different credit strategies because of, uh, again, the current fixed income challenges from a return standpoint. And then on the private equity side, um, the you know, the reality is there are 5,200 public companies to choose from, you know, by comparison, there are 130,000 private companies with revenues in excess of $25 million. And so the investment landscape in, in the private space is actually really large. And so, you know, you cut out a lot of the marketplace when you don't consider the private landscape in favor of just the public markets. Um, and, 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 and having said that, you know, for most people, even, you know, even wealthy people, the way to play that massive universe is through an experienced manager with a track record in looking at these kinds of companies, evaluating these kinds of companies, helping to manage and grow these kinds of companies, and then ultimately exit uh, the investment. So a question we'd like to ask all of our guests here, Lawrence, is what keeps you awake at night? <laughs> uh, a lot, you know, and I, I would say that, you know, obviously, you know, the just 
feeling good about on an on an ongoing basis, just delivering increasing, you know, and customized value to our customers. It's sort of why we show up at work every day. And so, you know, continuing to do that, you know, as as a sort of a CEO of a of a small company, you know, that's growing, you know, just managing rapid growth is really challenging. Um, and everything from deciding on, you know, you know, what should our hiring plan look like, you know, what should our capital plan look like, and how do we allocate that, making good capital decisions and HR decisions, you know, I would say, particularly on the HR side, because, you know, these companies only work if you get great people, you know, and in our business, you know, we need people who, who can analyze private funds, diligence private funds, strong technologists to build and grow our platform, you know, great distribution people who understand their needs of their clients and can, can help them think through their issues. And to do that well, you need super people. And so just continuing to find the right people is probably the thing that I worry about most. Uh, we can all relate to that, no question about it. Uh, so, Lawrence, a second question that uh, we like to ask all of our guests is, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? What book? Well, you know, I think just I'm biased by our asset class, you know, David Swenson is a legend in the in the foundation and endowment space. Uh, he is. a manager yeah. of Yale. Um, he wrote a book many years ago called Pioneering Portfolio Management, which was really targeted at a new way to think about institutional investing. And so he followed that up with a book called, uh, I think it was Unconventional Success, A Fundamental Approach to Personal Investment. And, and that was taking some of the principles of the institutional investment model and applying them to, to personal investing. And they looked at things like, you know, if you're generating return, it's sort of asset allocation on the one hand, market timing, and then uh, stock selection or security selection in, in talking about how each of those contribute to your investment return. And, you know, in, in many respects, what we're trying to do as a business is democratize these institutional asset classes. And in that second book, you know, he's effectively trying to democratize institutional investment principles for everyday portfolios. You know, I can highly recommend anything by David Swenson. I uh, read one of his earlier books. I don't read unconventional something, and uh, was an excellent, excellent read. Have uh, followed his uh, his storied career, and certainly somebody to be listened to at all times. And I don't think uh, anyone else has recommended uh, either of those particular books that you mentioned of his. There. So, for those who want to know more, Lawrence, give us your website. It's www iCapitalNetwork.com. Okay, sp- spell I for us here. I-C-A-P-I-T-A-L-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Okay, iCapitalNetwork.com. And uh, any, uh, any contact uh, information for somebody who'd like to send an email? Uh, I think the, probably the best number is, is um, info at iCapitalNetwork.com. Okay. So, Lawrence, final words for our listeners here. The private equity asset class and hedge fund asset class may not be right for everybody. So, I, you know, I talked obviously a lot about why they're interesting and exciting. They, they may not be right for everybody. Um, you know, there, there are longer lockup periods and, and liquidity issues that people have to understand very clearly and get comfortable with. 
but if if you if you do think that um, you want to you want to try to incorporate these uh, asset classes into your portfolio, I think there's an opportunity to get yourself educated and to to, to look at a firm like iCapital to find ways to to invest in these asset classes in an educated, informed, and efficient way. Lawrence, thank you very much. Well said, as was uh, everything you said in the whole interview here. Thank you very much for being with us today on Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you very much, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. So again, we've been talking with Lawrence Calcano, CEO of iCapital Network out of New York City. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. 